0: If you're ashamed of that loss to Hawaii, then where are your expectations for BYU?
1: I didn't think BYU should come out of this game with a high shame factor. And yet, you know the fan base was feeling some of that because Hawaii, that's what people there would think. They went to
0: their conference title game. The shame factor after South Florida should have been through the Dern roof. The way they played against San Diego State, there was a little shame there. Toledo, certainly. This one?
1: eh. Shame is a strong word, but if BYU wants to be what it claims it wants to be, that loss Will live, settle easily. Jordan Clarkson is with us. What was your initial reaction when
0: you heard the news that you'd been traded to Utah? So I was looking forward to the next chapter on what's coming. Definitely was excited and, uh, you know, glad to hear that I was coming to, you know, this organization and, you know, I've heard great things. I'm very cool with George Hill, Rodney Hood, and guys like
2: that that came here, especially Kyle Corbett. He said a lot of good things about the organization. So, just from what
0: those guys have said about it, I was ready to come here and, you know, happy to just join this organization and, uh, try to help them uh, with their goals.
1: Sam Hamick of The Athletic. Does a team have to have a star in order to win? I guess the answer is yes. you got to have at least one to be a top-tier team in today's NBA and this Western Conference. Just look at the squads they're going up against,
0: Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, all the way down. These teams have star power. But this is a Jazz team that had to make it through a lot of stuff. Obviously, Mike Conley being out quite a bit has been the first thing, and they had to kind of rediscover themselves. But to see Donovan play like a star on that stage with other stars, It's It's actually a big weekend for the Salt Lake City Stars, and we have four tickets to give away for that. We thought we'd do a keyword. You want to do a keyword? Yeah. What should we do? rebound we had decided during the break where are you going away from the word we decided I, I set this up for
1: you to go how about finals our show is completely spontaneous folks we never plan anything out in advance I think we can plan what a keyword is going to be I <laughs> thought you changed
0: your mind but here's where you make a good point why do we plan anything on this show <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be spitballed
1: no, no, from this here is... <laughs> on
0: out Brian Russell with his playing with Carl Malone what was that like well I
1: know I felt like a player on the other team sometimes when I caught one of those elbows <laughs> but I would go through a forest fire with Carl Malone because I knew he would get the job done. When you got someone that is as good as Carl Malone, he made me a better player. He made me run harder. He stayed on it just as much as Jerry Sloan did. And John Stockton, and Carl Malone and Jerry Sloan, that's the people I would want to go to war with. Did the Utes benefit from that easy schedule and they never were as good as we thought they were? Or were they really a quality team and they just lost their focus at the end of the season?
0: I think Utah. Into the latter, They were good, not elite, and I think a lot of people tried to talk themselves into Utah being elite, and they just weren't. They were good, but they're not better than Oregon. They weren't the best team in the
1: league this year. I don't know how Ute fans should feel. Maybe most of the Ute fans out there have moved forward looking for positive things, but it has to be a bit of an anchor dragon behind you. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix.
0: The
2: way I look at the Jazz, I want to believe in them until we really see that Mike Conley can't work. Until Mike Conley gets in that lineup and gets the playoffs and gets an opportunity to play at that level. Everything else, the three-point shooting, the bench stuff, sort of hinges on Mike Conley's ability to be the Mike Conley of old. If he gets some momentum going into the playoffs, that's a team nobody's going to want to play in the first round or beyond. If it continues to be for shooting, the inconsistency, the inability to fit in, they're just not going to be the threat they hope to be. So not to put too much pressure on one player, but to me it really is going to be defined by his ability to be the guy we saw last year. Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself, my name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by... Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: Is everybody ready? Everybody's world-
0: It is The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for letting us be a part of your day. How's it going over there, Gordo? Oh, it's going well, thank you very much. Well done by Austin Horton on Sounds of the Week right there, brought to you by our good friends at Homey. Uh, We have a lot to do today, Gordon. We're going to talk a lot of basketball, mix in a little football. You want to continue to give updates on the... uh, Ohio Nevada game, or, or should we be done with that? <laughs> I
1: think uh, I think we're okay.
0: But the playoffs are are this weekend, so maybe we'll we'll dig into a little NFL. I I heard Tony and Austin do an interesting exercise on uh, the if you pitted the teams just their quarterback against one one another. I thought you know get into a little NFL today. Yeah. I like uh, I like the NFL playoffs.
1: Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. It's funny
0: to go skiing uh, during the NFL playoffs. Why? Because everybody, like, wearing a jersey there's, the yeah, there's jerseys everywhere. And then in the slopes are are pretty, like, empty at various times that you wouldn't expect because everybody's in the lodge watching the game.
1: <laughs> Isn't it amazing how popular the NFL is? I know this is kind of a college football area here. But if you ever travel on Sunday, count the jerseys. You'll see thousands of them. Go down to the airport. Yep. Get on a plane. Everyone's wearing, not everyone, but a lot of people are wearing the jersey of the team of their choice.
0: It is it is numero uno in the in the sports world. There's no doubt about it. And actually, I mean, this is kind of a random direction to steer the conversation, but I wonder how the dynamic around here with the NFL changes. If at all, with the Raiders moving to Las Vegas, because and you and I have have seen some research done on the matter uh, throughout our years uh, doing radio, and the NFL is very popular around here, but it it's super segmented. So there are a lot of Broncos fans here, but there are also a lot of Raiders fans here, and a lot of Niners fans here, and it's just it's very it's very segmented.
1: Well, a lot of people come here from other places, right? And so it's kind of like Southern California in that way, for whatever reason. Uh, maybe because the LDS Church is centered here, and so people from all over the place come here, and many of them come to live here, and they they remember, they remember the team they rooted for when they were a kid and when they were wherever they were before. Um,
0: it, it's funny to go it, the sports bar brunch scene. Yeah, uh, I used to to really enjoy, not so much anymore because of uh, you know having a child and. Those things take a back seat. but it, it'd be funny the different places in town you'd go and it'd have you know different fan bases that are there. Where you know it's just you know, a couple dozen you guys getting together to watch to the game. Bar? No, I, I that's actually I've I've discovered that that's actually against the law in this state. Like, not just I mean I wouldn't take my two year old down and and be giving her beers at the bar, but just having like we went to uh across the way at uh, at Dave and Buster's mm-hmm. and they made us. To go, We were going to the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was going to cross the bar area to go change the old diaper because uh, that was the around. shortcut. Mm-hmm. And they made me go around. Mm. I thought, this this feels a little ridiculous. But can't you disguise the, the child? What, like put her under my shirt? <laughs> what
1: do you mean disguise? <laughs> what, are you talk, what are you talking about? I don't know. Put her in a basket or something, you know? Uh, like a large purse-like container thing. <laughs> Quick. Stuff the toddler in your purse Let's go change your diaper I guess that wouldn't work It would have to be a very large No, don't uh, mistreat your child There's the lesson of the day Yeah, I I think that's
0: something that uh, That's just the first one That we can all uh, all agree on (laughs) All agree on All right, uh, Howard Beck on the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. And we're going to replay an interview that I did on New Year's Eve with Jordan Clarkson. I I thought it was a a good conversation with the newest member of the Jazz. And New Year's Eve, Gordon, I don't know if you know this, but not the most uh, radio listened to day of the year. Well, people are doing other things. So we thought we'd uh, we'd replay that and bring it back uh, for the folks maybe who did not get a chance to hear that. Uh, at the top of the five o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jig Scott. We've got a list. I haven't seen. Do we have a lengthy list, short list? What are we, What are we doing it's for a, a list today? It's list.
1: Okay, You're pretty happy with it. Well, you know, we'll see how it goes. Happy with the way rounded out? Uh, you never know. You know, I mean, it's, it's you find out as you go.
0: By the way, were Austin and I too hard on you yesterday? I went home thinking. No. i I went home thinking, God, were we were we a little hard on Gordon? I I said he wrote a hit piece. He's called me fat for seven years. <laughs>
1: yeah, but that's just a joke. <laughs> and this was tooish. ish <laughs> Wait a minute. This was it or wasn't it? It was tooish. That's 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 about right. See, there's nothing ish about my my joking about Austin because he's not. So sounds like you're not convinced, on the other hand. Uh, no, no. But anyway,
0: I... Uh, do were I, we too hard? Do, were we too hard on you? Do, I, do we owe you uh, uh, an apology? I went home thinking, you know what? We may have taken that too far. It took the whole first segment of us teasing you. That's like 20 consecutive minutes of, of tease. You had and, good
1: downloads. And, <laughs> and really, that's all that
0: matters. I, uh, you can always podcast the show. Go to twelve eighty thezonecom dot com or simply search the Big Show in your favorite podcast catcher. Thank you. Uh, but I, it, it was it was it was a a, a lengthy ribbing, uh, and I, I I just didn't know if it went too far. I thought I, I thought
1: I'd ask you. No, I are you kidding me? I've uh, I've got a pretty uh, thick hide over here. I I was just hoping Kurt heard it,
0: but. I, now that Kurt's not on Twitter, I guess there's no real way for him to, uh, or for us to know that. I guess we do have his phone number. Are any of us convinced yeah, it's changed, a cell
1: phone, though? He changed his phone number.
0: Oh. I think I've still, now this this is, this is
1: I, if he still has a house number, I've got it. Uh, Boy, I don't know if he does or he doesn't, because I've always called him on his cell, but he's got a new cell, and I have
0: that. Because I remember but. the days when Kurt, like, didn't have a cell. I mean just had his house number. He's like the last person on earth to get a cell number.
1: Well, I would go ahead and give you his number, but if you called him, knowing what happened the last time when we were talking about our various scheduling, he he didn't exactly help my cause. Gordon
2: just makes his picks and tells me what's left over. I
0: know, but but that's why we See, love. That's why we love Kurt because he's not. That's why he tells you the love truth. Yeah, I right. Tells the he, truth. He's yeah. Now exactly. we used
1: to always split up the games uh, by okay, which ones do you want? But then he got to the point where he didn't care anymore. He just said whatever. You yeah.
0: know. So I'm guessing he cared because I think everybody would. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you think I should? Let me guess: Pullman suit? and Corvallis again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. I hated going to Pullman. I mean, oh, was, and, and uh, Boulder in December, November. <laughs> and don't forget uh, again, all of
0: Utah State's opponent are uh, are on the road games.
2: Gonna need you to get out to Colorado Springs yep, ASAP. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, I've been to Albuquerque. It's beautiful this time of many year. Times. Hustle so. it on up to Laramie. How about Reno? Hey, hey! Biggest little city in the world. I went to Laramie
1: three straight years, and uh, you know, and, and inclement weather. Yeah, so. but the
0: the Pac-12 covering those venues was that was not an option for you at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so don't give me that. So it was either Laramie
1: or Albuquerque. What like year?
0: What what year was your last trip to Laramie? Uh, boy, that's a good ninety-nine. Question. Uh-huh. I think
1: it snowed real hard when I did uh whatever.
0: Uh-huh, I remember that. You were in a car with John Lund. That's I, right. It, yeah. I don't know if
1: that was the last time, but uh
0: So just just saying that that Lund has been out of the market for at least ten years.
1: <laughs> well I mean, Oh longer than that. Nobody's played <laughs> at Wyoming in a long time.
0: Utah State's in the same league. Oh yeah, but I, you know, I'm talking. About... <laughs> oh no, no, we're I mean, gonna I mean get, no,
1: like, we're gonna who's get... going to go to a Utah State Wyoming game? We're
0: going to get some response from the Aggie fans on that. <laughs> hey, I love the. Do Aggies. they have internet in Logan? Oh hey, Austin's on board too. I got tractors personally. I I find Logan charming, and I like and Logan. Uh, the One of my Aggies
1: went to Utah State.
0: A complete success story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just took a shot at your daughter's alma mater. No, I
1: didn't. Utah State, Wyoming, really? Who's going to go to that? Hey, Wyoming's yeah. been good under Craig Bull. It could conceivably be for the division. Yeah, there's been
0: division consequences for that game over the past several years. Maybe if it were in
1: September, but, you know, not later on. One of the worst storms I ever had going to Laramie was in early October. I couldn't believe it. It was like the worst blizzard in the history of Wyoming. I love it how you changed the subject to somehow
0: where you're, you know, going to Laramie 15 years ago. It I, had one of the, no.
1: I know that Laramie is known for some fairly rowdy fan behavior and whatnot, but I had one of the best fan experiences in talking to, uh, to Cowboy fans up there uh, one year that I went up there. Mm-hmm. I went over to the area where the— you know, the tailgating and whatnot goes on and just had a fantastic time talking to the to those are my people. Those are your, your yeah.
0: folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think you actually have much in common with them.
1: Uh, well, the first person I talked to, I said, how do you like living in Laramie? I mean, is it you know, a rugged folk that live up here? Right. And uh, this man and his wife were standing there. They said, well, we're from Westwood. <laughs> I said what you? we're professors here at the university. Mm-hmm. We're from Westwood. Oh, okay. All right. So you you really
0: talked with an accurate. <laughs> w- <laughs> that was just the beginning. Representation. Then I went of around the, to the
1: cowboy. You fans. know, I was looking for pickup trucks and hay hanging out the back, and uh, found it, and really enjoyed my conversations with the folks. At All
0: last. right, we let's. Should we get to your list? Sure. All right. Let's let's do that. Austin, if you please.
2: And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. History.
1: I'm a football player. Well, I was playing football, and I got uh, nailed by uh, Willie uh, Johnson. It's game week. Fire up, everybody. Uh, well, mm, ah, ooh, football. How'd you like to put on some sort of teddy and then go out there and play football? They're a football floozy. Football, well, football, football isn't football.
0: Brought to you each and every week by Tim Daly Nissan, Southtown, it is Gordon's List.
1: All right, Gordon, where do you want to start? Let's start in Chicago. The Jazz beat the Bulls. You know, i got to give Jim Boylan some credit because his team played tough defense and it played hard. They did play hard. That, uh, that sounds true. condescending, mm-hmm. you know, but that's not how I mean it. I mean, that team is just not that talented. But, man, they they gave the Jazz just about all the Jazz could handle. They had to work and work hard to get that game. You know, I'm curious. Boyan Bogdanovich. I, I'm having a hard time figuring this guy out because he is, like, a great shooter, but he can't hit perimeter shots right now. We've seen slumps before, Gordon. I think uh, we're just seeing that. But, but he's you, in the middle of one right now, but Bob, and yet he's a shooter who can't shoot, but he's helping the Jazz win in other ways. Hitting free throws, clutch free throws, and I guess that's shooting. But uh, he did help the Jazz ultimately last night, but his, his perimeter shot is uh, jacked up right now. Well, he, he didn't shoot. He was oh five from three last night, so that is what
0: it is. But did you notice the in the in the in the fourth quarter, his post game? This is a new wrinkle, which is really really important because he goes to the line a lot. When he does it, a la nine for nine last night, and it's a way the Jazz set so many screens. As soon as they get the right matchup on Bogdanovich, he just backs the dude down and gets a bucket. I mean, it's it's one of the simplest
1: forms of basketball that has been around for a long time, Gordon. And it's a good a good uh, thing he is having those opportunities. Otherwise, his shooting percentage would be pretty crappy. But this
0: this is entirely my point. I mean, shooters, like, uh, I don't know why the ultimate example of this in my mind is J.R. Smith. But J.R. Smith, if, if he's canning threes, he's winning you games. If he's missing threes, he's losing you games because <laughs> he can't do anything else. Uh-huh. He's a liability defensively. He he has his next pass will be his first. He's just going out there to chuck threes, and you live and die by it. And it's a it's a crazy way to survive in basketball. Uh, Bogdanovich, he is his percentages from three are going to come back to the norm. He is what his numbers say he is, and we've seen him at times be be lights out this year. But if you have another way where you can really be effective and help your team win when you're not necessarily hitting five threes a night, that's huge. And if you can get a mismatch against a good de- uh, defensive team like the Chicago Bulls, and they are. You're right. They play hard, and they're good on defense. Mm-hmm. And figure out a way to score against that in, in a very simple manner. Back down a smaller player, and you have the, the ability to do that and do that effectively. Hey, and draw fouls. And you're 90% from the line. I mean, yeah. that's, I, I think that that was that, I think that's a really big deal, actually.
1: Speaking of going to the rim hard, how about Rudy? Was he aggressive last night or what?
0: Okay, can I go? Can I go, Cragthorpe, on you real quick on sure. one particular play? Uh-huh. And uh, as you accused him yesterday, waffle a little bit. So you, not even a smile out of that. Come on, that was funny. Uh, not funny. That uh, I th- that was funny. The Euro step play, which I think is what you kind of have in mind, uh, bringing this up with that dunk with the right hand mm-hmm. where he he made the Euro step. Okay, so one part of Rudy's game which is is he struggles with a little bit and is why sagging the big is is such a big deal in the different way that they're playing because if there's a man between Rudy and the basket, he's often struggled because he he can get pushed around a little bit he doesn't really have a go-to move you know if he's if he's not right on top of the rim he struggles a little bit and I think that Eurostep, could be a sign of Rudy figuring out a way around that particular problem. Well, he is from France, but it also scares me a little bit because we've seen the Euro step a few times and it hasn't been so
1: successful. <laughs>
0: He's learning. He is learning, and that's that's what Rudy's all about. And that way, that's why it, it's ultimately a positive because if he can figure that out, I mean, that's a really big deal.
1: Well, he was aggressive last night, and the Jazz were using him in that regard, and. And by the way, when uh, Tony Bradley came in, he did some nice things offensively uh, where the Jazz were feeding him the ball and he was doing similar things to what Rudy was doing, although maybe not dunking so much, but making other other waves uh, down in the paint. What do you make of Tony? Do you think he could become a, a, a rotational-type player? I mean, an effective one.
0: Yes, I do. I, I do. Um, he struggles with his lateral movement defensively. They, and they obviously knew he was a project going in. But, but here's the thing, Gordon. That was his. That was the best game of his career. And that was George Niang's best game of the season. He, 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 was, he was, was really efficient. He was also terrific. Yeah, yeah, also terrific. Now, uh, I'll uh, give the Trib a plug. Your guy, Andrew Larson. Uh, did a, uh, a dive into Tony Bradley and his relationship with Ed Davis and kind of what's what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And I thought that uh, I thought that Andy did a nice job with it. But um, he talked about how much better Tony Bradley is on the pick and roll than Ed Davis, which is exactly yeah. what you're talking yep. about. That he's serviceable and now he's. I, I love this cliche. Now he is playing with force where Ed Davis was not. And so if and he, he hit a couple big shots, he last did. Night. If he can continue to do that, he's already a rotational player. He's just got to keep it up, and he yeah. only had one. He only had one foul, and that's going against Wendell Carter Jr., who was a load out there. And he's good, by the way. He's he's a nice young piece for that that Bulls team. And hey, Tony, Tony had
1: some had a couple of nice defensive moments too. He which, did, uh, which was a little well, I don't want to call it surprising, but you know, I mean, he has struggled in that
0: regard. And here's here's Coach Snyder giving somebody an opportunity, saying somebody's got to step up. We need it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And a guy like Tony Bradley taking advantage of it is pretty cool. And Ed Davis, by the way, in that piece it seems to have a pretty good attitude about it. And
1: you've got to love that. Yeah. I remember talking to uh, Ron Fellows. Do you remember who Ron Fellows was? Don't worry if you don't. It's—it's it's He was a defensive back for the Dallas Cowboys back in the 80s. Okay. And uh, there was a... A player from Utah who has worked for the university for many years since. I don't know where, what he's doing exactly right now. Manny Hendricks. Do you remember Manny? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basketball player. Right. But he, he, uh, he made the, the Cowboys roster. And I remember talking to Ron Fellows about, uh, about Manny. And he said, this kid has some potential, although I don't want to talk him up too big because I don't want to talk my way right out of a job. And guys are competitive with each other, sometimes within the same team. And so for Ed Davis to be tutoring Tony Bradley, a man that is, uh, could potentially take his minutes away from him, that's the way it's going right now, that that's admirable. I, I think that's pretty darn cool, and I think it deserves praise.
0: So I think it's really smart of him because if if he goes out You know, the jazz, this jazz experience is going to end up on his resume one way or another, right? So next time he goes for a gig, right? Say it's the Clippers next year. Well, they're going to call the jazz and say, hey, how come this didn't work? We expected him to be better there. What was the issue? And the last thing you want the jazz to say is, oh, man, he's a complete head case Mm -hmm. and disaster. He was poisoned in our locker room and on and on and on. So it's actually smart of Ed because he just says, hey, I'm going to help this guy out. I'm going to be a good dude. I'm, uh, you know. He said in the piece with Andy Larson, he said he wishes he was playing more because, of course, he does. Sure, you wouldn't want a player who doesn't. But he's he's gonna he's gonna be a good teammate, and he's gonna you know get to his next opportunity with his reputation intact, which is
1: one hundred percent the right thing to do. Here, here, Jake. The Jazz schedule moving forward. Okay, count this up with me. Wins, All, right. All wins, right, wins and losses at Orlando, win at New Orleans, win. Knicks at home. Win. Oh, yeah. Win. Hornets at home. Win. At the Wizards. Win. At the Nets. Win. At the Pelicans. Boy, win. The Kings and Pacers at home.
0: Is that back-to-back or? I don't know
1: if it's back-to-back. I didn't check that.
0: Pacers would be tough. Pacers play the Jazz You know, on, well. Jazz on home's f- home yep. floor. Uh-huh. They had, so, they when, had a uh, lot of trouble with the Pacers. W or L? I mean, that's a lot of wins. Yeah. Uh, that's the next kind of prove it game too right mm-hmm I don't know
1: there's there's too much that can trans do okay at okay. golden State win okay so the jazz then should win nine of those 10 games at least that would put them at 31 and 13. that's really good 31 and 13. I mean the schedules going to get tougher I mean you just there's Well after that I think they play the the uh Rockets and uh, who else do they play? They play another tough team right after. Yeah, th- that I mean stretch. that's but through that period through uh 44 games, 31 and 13, that matches a number that we expected. It with the highest expectations coming into the season, right? Yep. So with the Jazz then We'll talk more about the jazz because I want to get into uh, Donovan Mitchell's performance and Rudy Gobert and also Mike Conley because there there's stuff to talk about. We'll get to it on the list. All
0: right, more coming up next. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 975, and 1280 of the zone.
2: This is DJ and PK. Michael Smith, jazz analyst on AT&T Sportsnet. You think with the Joe Ingles
0: turnaround, I'm of the opinion that it's a little bit about Joe, but it's a lot about who he's out on the court with. Do you buy into that?
2: He's a little bit like a Draymond Green, right? You put Draymond Green out there with Clay and Steph and KB, and you're like, oh, crap. And Joe's like that. So, yes, it is every bit in my mind a result of who he was surrounded by. If Joe Ingles is your fourth best player on the floor, you got a really good unit on the floor. You surround Joe with great players, his skills shine, and the opposite also true. You surround him with guys who aren't able, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, he gets a little exposed. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is the big show with Gordon Monset and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years on 975-1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network. She's wishing
0: on a shooting star. I'm wondering where. Local band Friday, Nick Whitesides. He's from Ogden.
2: Times he seems we to have a nice voice.
0: Try. Brought to you by Live Nation, nation concerts. Us buy buy concert tickets, tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at
1: livenation.com. A lot of good local talent around here. Hey, Johnny, do you, uh, when, you, when you hear, uh, hear a, young, a new young artist out says, there, can you. Do you have an ear for that? Can you tell uh, whether there's success in the future or not? You should probably I identify. I sort of try to. You can d- tell
0: a little bit. It's kind of part of the business. That's Johnny Lightfoot, by yeah, the way. Is in this professional studio. musician.
1: Who is, yes. Who, uh, was Just big, some guy named Johnny. Uh,
2: that's what I'm saying. you got to <laughs> hey, identify who you're done. This isn't a game to. show. <laughs> <laughs> tell them what they've won, Johnny!
1: Johnny, weigh uh, in. Johnny could, be the, could be the janitor walking by. Former uh, band member of Air Supply who has uh, considerable experience uh, in the business. I asked Johnny one time what it's like to, uh, to uh, play in front of a large crowd. and What's the largest crowd you ever played in front of? Didn't you say about 120,000 or something, Johnny? I couldn't hear that. 175,000. 175,000 people? That's a lot. Were you nervous? Never. Never <laughs> nervous.
0: I'm more nervous playing in front of you two right now than in front of 175,000. Hmm. That's amazing.
1: Wow. So there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we going to continue on with the list? Yes, let's continue on with it. Um, okay. Are both Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert All-Stars? And let me start this conversation by saying I loved what Scotty G said about All-Star voting. I heard it coming into the show, and Scotty, he nailed it. He nailed it, that this has turned into something other than honoring players who deserve to be honored. When you see the results, the early results, and who's getting votes and who isn't, it's an absolute joke,
0: I heard um, I heard that segment with Scotty too, and you know what? I, I thought of a solution or a possible one. Oh, good! One. Can
1: I because I usually we just complain. You've got an answer.
0: Okay, All right. And and maybe this is a little nostalgia for uh, for my youth when I loved voting for the All Star Game. I did. I looked forward to it each and every year. All right. Got it. And I was thinking about this. So usually when I did it, and I realized that there were other places you could vote too, but you got a hard ballot. <clears throat> When you came to the game, right? Do You remember the the stands they had set up, and you grabbed a ballot and you you punched out who you wanted, uh-huh. and, and then put it in the box or whatever. I loved it, and I took it really seriously when Did I was. You ever a have kid. any hanging chads or? Anything? I I have no idea. A nice political joke from uh, yeah. the year what two uh, thousand? Been a while. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so I was thinking like. Ever since this is You Can Vote Online, it's totally turned into a mess because it turns into a fan base measuring contest, mm-hmm. right? And it, it, you leave yourself vulnerable to the, to the jokers out there who think it's funny to vote for Alex Caruso. Yeah, Let's, let's go back to you vote when you come to the game. You get a ballot with one ballot with one ticket. You vote when you come to the game, and that way you can also limit who your candidates are, like your candidates are like they used to. And let's let's get back to that because if you're coming to an NBA game, you're probably dialed in enough to give it a vote. I feel people would take it more seriously if it
1: were like a hard ballot. I still think they're gonna vote for the guys on their team
0: no that and that may be the case, but at least now it's attendance and not exactly yeah. uh fan Population base size. Base, yeah. yeah, it's mm-hmm. people and that way the better teams have the better attendance you know go figure So you're getting more representation from the better teams and thus we'll get the better players like like John and Carl they had no problem getting voted into the starting lineup you know that wasn't an issue back Although,
1: then. remember when AC Green
0: beat out Carl for the true and it happened once. But how many All Star games
1: did Carl start? He started yeah. plenty. Yeah, something's got to be done. And Scotty's solution was to limit the uh, the fan vote to about ten percent, accounting about ten percent. Well, Is the it... players don't take it seriously either.
0: Well, who does take it serious? Well, I don't know the coaches, but the and people they got co- it wrong last people year. People complain about that. That's so. That's so. Um subjective, though. That's what frustrated me about that whole f- fiasco. You know, so so a coach thinks, who was it, Carl Anthony Towns who made it? I think so. A yeah. coach thinks Carl Anthony Towns is better than Rudy. I think he's wrong. You think he's wrong. Well, that's the decision one
1: bozo made. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, but some players have, uh, you know, bonuses attached to whether they make all-star games and that sort of thing. Which is unfortunate,
0: but is there uh, any foolproof way to do it? I, I don't think
1: so. I I don't know. So who, okay, two questions then. Who is more worthy of an all-star, a place on the all-star team, Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert? That's question number one. Um, How about this?
0: I, I would say Donovan. However, I think Rudy's the most likely to make it. Because of the crowded guard situation? Oh, yeah. A lot of good guards in the, in well, the West. Alex, and, and, Alex Caruso. Is you know. He's amazing. Well, and you, you know that this is going to happen. You know Russell Westbrook's going to make it, even though he completely doesn't deserve <laughs> to. They're going to pick him anyway because his name's Russell Westbrook. You know, so there's, I, I mean, there's totally things gonna, like it's that. But come like,
1: down to the coaches. they so got to read the mind of the coaches because the, 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 the population out there isn't going to vote Rudy or Donovan in. You know? And it was never going to happen.
0: Which is unfortunate, but it, it was never going to happen. So, I don't, that, that's another thing why I don't know why everybody was so worked up about that yesterday. It's like, well, so Donovan doesn't get voted number
1: one in the West. You don't say. Hmm. Well, okay. So, you think Rudy Gobert is more likely to be named, uh, although it is sort of an odd fit in an exhibition game where no defense is played. Makes you wonder how Rudy would. Because Rudy's out there swatting shots and making people look bad when they're trying to look good. And there's peer pressure out there to let guys look good.
0: Well, and then we're surprised that they picked Carl Anthony Towns over Rudy?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but we're talking about a coach. Right. We're talking about a coach, now a player. So, you'd think the coach would want to see some defense played. I just You know, these guys are out there hot-dogging and whatnot, and Rudy's out there. Rudy's game is centered on making people look bad. I I agree with you. And
0: Dikembe Mutombo made All Star games back in uh, back in his day. What well, didn't what's He was the finger wag. didn't? Uh, oh, why am I going blank? He's from uh, he's from Virginia, uh VMI or something. Where, no, it's not VMI. Who was the center for the Pistons when they won in in o four? Oh, Where am oh, I going? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I know who you're He made All Star teams, right? Yeah. I mean, why? I I don't know why Rudy doesn't get the recognition for for what he does defensively. I I don't know. It in fact. That'd be a really interesting conversation is it is it because he's foreign? Is it because his he his look is non-traditional for a big guy? I mean why, why don't? I think it's because of what people's perception of the offensive end is. See but the, these other guys they were completely defensive guys I yeah. I'm like they got recognition for it like I'll I'll take Ben Wallace by the way wow. and I'll take Rudy's offensive game over either one of them mm. and Rudy doesn't get
1: the love that those guys got. Okay, so second question. Who is more valuable, Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert? Uh,
0: who's more valuable? I mean, because Donovan's number one, and he's been incredible in the fourth quarter, and that's, I mean, that's didn't traditionally. did much last night. No, he didn't, and, and he had seven assists, too. You notice that? You think Donovan doesn't have thirty points? And no, oh, he had a bad game, did he? Because those seven yeah, well, as far as assists, I'm I think.
1: Because I'm worried about that scoring you average are, number.
0: You are a little uh, worried about that. Anyway, uh, more about okay. So Donovan's your number one, and that's traditionally what the NBA has been about. Is my number one better than your number one? And Donovan's numero uno. Now, with that said, Rudy has more impact on the game. You know, you look at the numbers, and you look at he—he he totally changes how you're able to play defense. He I mean, he—he he, his impact on the game is undeniable, and he does give you anywhere between 15 and 20 points. And he's—he's he's by far your
1: best rebounder. So I, I'm not going to answer that question. Gonna get you in trouble. And finally, on the Jazz, I am really looking forward to seeing what they're going to look like with uh, with uh, with Mike Conley. Uh, this team is incomplete until that happens. So will it be a comfortable fit? Has his opportunity to watch this team and to be around practices and to absorb what Quinn is saying? Is that enough for him to integrate it into his personal game and make it really, really effective? Because it's definitely going to help the bench. It's going to extend it. But what about when he's on the court with the starters? It's it's pretty it playoff quality because that's really what it comes down.
0: This uh, this whole season depends on that, and you know I know Mike felt a little pressure at the beginning of the year, and I hope he's been able to take the pressure off a little bit by sitting out. But the, that pressure still exists. Yes, I I mean it has to work because he's being paid at a rate where, I mean they're not going to move off him this year. If it's gonna if it's gonna happen. You know, he needs to be a, a big-time part of it. They could probably trade him in the offseason because at that point he's an expiring contract and, and you could get some value there. But, right, I mean, you, you, you're you stuck with him a little bit. And I hate looking at it that way, but it's got to work. I, I'm with you. My eyes are, are going to be focused on that one thing alone because it's got to work.
1: You know how much Mike Conley has made since he arrived here? What would it be? About $15 million? No, uh, $10 million? What would it be? Probably about that,
0: because mm-hmm. the how how far are we into the season? Are we a third yet? We're getting close to that. Yeah, oh, I said yeah. So about ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, and and with that comes great responsibility. Not to mention that the Jazz traded for a, a dynamic player.
1: Yes, and so I think it is possible. If I were a betting man, I would bet that he will get comfortable, and it will make a a, a big difference for the Jazz. But it is interesting to watch his team play now because it is this version of the Jazz uh, is not the ultimate version, and we're going to have to wait and see how that goes. Any update on his uh, on his Hammy? Uh, no, other than he is not on this road trip, so he's
0: he's staying back and and rehabbing. So mm. he's not going to be in the next two games at very least. I guess we all have to hurry up and wait. He's going to miss Disneyland. That's a bummer. Actually, I, I doubt they go to Disneyland, but, you know, Orlando. Why, why are you? Disney World. Oh, yeah, Disney World. Whatever. It's the same thing, right? Uh, no, it's different. Disney World, excuse me. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering why you're giving me a funny look. that to Disneyland. I'm going to Disneyland. Well, you know what I mean. All right. Disney World, excuse me. One has the Epcot Center. Great. Well, Disney World is a lot bigger
1: okay. than Disneyland.
0: All right. Uh, I want to remind you about our good friends at Homey. Uh, they'll get you up to $5,000 cash back when you're buying a home. Check out what they can do for you. Go to homey.com. We'll have more coming up next. We'll get to more of Gordon's list. Don't forget Howard Beck, top at the 4 o'clock hour. Well, uh, Jordan Clarkson at the top of the 5 o'clock hour on the big show. Got some mute news coming up, too. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. This
2: is Tony Parks and Austin Hortez.
0: Our good friend, Tim Lacombe. Where do you think the Jazz
2: are missing Conley the most right now?
1: I'm a believer in Conley. I think I've always been a huge believer the data points. You just go look at his body of work through his career. He's been so incredibly consistent. I almost believe that this uh, is time for him to sit and watch the Jazz work. Mike being able to sit back and say, you know, really, Donovan's just out there making the right basketball play. Joe's out there making the right basketball play. So this might be good for him. Obviously, his health is number one get him healthy but then i have no doubt that his addition back to this team with all those guys getting all these meaningful minutes and guys getting some confidence just builds some depth
2: and it will help the team in the long run tony parks and austin horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 97.5,
0: 1280 The Zone, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. I tailored a a very good would-you-rather for Austin. You did. During the break. You're the master of that. I'm particularly proud uh, of that one. I think I did pretty well. All right, well, welcome on in. Uh, Howard Beck coming at you at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. The Bleacher Report, stay tuned for that. Your NBA daily assist. Jordan Clarkson, top of the 5 o'clock hour. Uh,
1: We're exploring Gordon's list. You teased some mute news. Gordo. I do have this. Utah defensive back javelin. Guidry choosing the NFL. So the Utes are going to take another hit in their defensive backfield. See, that, that one surprised me a little bit because, uh, you, you know, you you haven't seen him on
0: many draft boards or that sort of thing. But, but you know what? There are certain positions that are really valuable right now at the next level, like tight end, for example. You know, people are— are looking for that next Travis Kelsey because they're such, you know, big-time weapons, mm-hmm. or, or the dude, uh, oh, why it's am I going blank? Yeah, the guy in, yeah. in with the 49ers. Uh, Greg Kittle? Yeah. I got that right? Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, tight ends are one of those positions. You know what another one is, though, Gordon, is who can defend that slot receiver? Those those inside defensive backs, they've got a ton of value, not only because they, you've got, you know, offenses like New England's, but, you know, often they guard the tight end, too at times. So really, there's a lot of value in the position that he plays, so uh, I wonder if that had something to do with it,
1: Because he's good. He's a good... He's good, uh, well, yeah. But uh, we'll see how... He must be getting some advice or something has triggered this, and I don't know exactly what, but uh, we'll find out.
0: Because those stories where, where folks leave early and it doesn't work out, that's
1: tough. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. yeah, yeah he because, gave up a yeah, year of yeah. playing. Think about, uh, yeah, think about that. So the Utes lose another one. Speaking of not going to the Rose Bowl, really did you watch the parade no not a second oh it was glorious it was glorious and you thought it'd make dynamite radio material i'm telling you right now it was, I looked at those 750,000 people along the parade route, Orange Grove, and then turning on to Colorado and heading on down there. And I looked at those why people. Did, why do you have to give I the looked,
0: directions? I looked what at- What's the point of that? I don't get that about. <laughs> I have lived in California. <laughs> I don't give
1: about people who have like
0: visited Southern California. They have to tell you about every stinking road they drove on. What? What is that?
1: Do you know there's a. Uh, you up. ever been on Sepulveda Boulevard? Yeah, there's a pink stripe that goes uh, up Orange Grove and turns and goes all the way down the length of Colorado. It's almost interesting. I, I believe you've been there, Gordon. What, it's, what, it's uh, what what are you trying to do? Beautiful blue skies. It was like 670 degrees, 65 degrees, something like that. And they wasted that weather all, on a parade. And, and, uh, all, it is a thing of beauty. I, I don't know how to describe it to you so that you guys could grasp the Magnificence. You can't. It is. And the horses. Did you see the Clydesdales? I no. mean, I, t- I told you I didn't watch it. I'm not that old. You should watch it. No. And I'm not a big parade guy. You are, but, though. But this one is uh, something special. Uh, they had horses, Jake. The Pats and Titans, are speaking of bad weather now, in the wild card matchup in Foxborough. Well, it's supposed to be played in the middle of a New England snowstorm. Do you like it when the elements interfere with a game?
0: Yeah. I think it throws an interesting curveball.
1: Yeah, but it, then it's not necessarily based on who the better team is. It's based on who the better cold weather team is. Ah, but it is an outdoor sport. Yeah, but, but it, it is was something- it meant to be played in the middle of January with with s- freezing rain and snow pelting you? Yes, football
0: has always celebrated that. I and mean, They have a thing <laughs> called the ice bowl, for crying out loud. <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like I, it,
0: and that's nothing but good for the Patriots uh, because their offense stinks anyway. So with the <laughs> the elements, it'll be a low score. Do you think this is the
1: end of the Brady era? Uh, we've
0: got to be coming up on it. I mean, he's forty-one. I mean, you just don't you just don't play football until you're fifty. So it's got to end eventually. His team isn't as good this year, though. He doesn't have a weapon. That's why they signed Antonio Brown. When I hear this
1: music, it takes me back to my childhood. Do
2: you picture sunny, bright days, or do you picture frozen, frozen tundra?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I, I do. Tape those knuckles. Right. The NFL loves this stuff. They love that it's yeah, going to be this, a snowstorm. this takes me back to when I was As 20, the winds 20, were 20. swirling and the ice was flying. Yeah, John Facenda. I can hear him in the background. Think the abominable beard. snowman <laughs> couldn't even <laughs> handle it. But Bart Starr with Dick Butkus' bloody knuckles. Back when men were men. Whatever. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, I got to get this one in here, too. I have some basketball items here. Did you see the story that UCLA coach Mick Cronin wouldn't let his players wear UCLA on their practice jerseys because they lost to Cal State Fullerton? Yeah. Good. <laughs> he stripped Where are them. UCLA. Um,
0: <laughs> What's the matter with you? You lose to Cal State Fullerton. Give me a break. I like
1: Cal State Fullerton is like four and
0: ten or something, and they lost. I have I have very little sympathy to the big time programs that have all 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 of the advantages losing to games that they they should never ever lose. Hmm.
1: I, I I even relish in it a little bit. I got to admit. Let me just throw in these two items real quick. A basketball coach in China went into the stands to slap a heckler who yelled at and shoved his wife. I think we need more fights between coaches and fans. I don't, but you also love hockey fights, so I'm not surprised by this. Speaking take. of hockey fights, did you see this story about the two men in Canada who got into a fight with hockey sticks? Both of them ended up in the hospital. Mm. Non-life-threatening injuries, but injuries nonetheless. Mm. I thought you would appreciate that. <laughs> you got, Choose your weapon. Okay, I'll take the hockey stick. Mm. <laughs> it's like Alexander Hamilton, you know, back in the day. Who's the guy who shot him? Uh, Burr. Aaron 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 Burr. Burr. Aaron Burr. Aaron mm-hmm. Burr? And what was that duel all about again? I'm was sure it Was over a woman? I've even seen seen the play, and I'm trying to. I don't think so. They were political rivals. So, yeah, but one, in in a duel like that, somebody must have insulted the other.
0: I'm sure there were some insults in there. Yeah.
1: Too bad they didn't use hockey sticks. Anything. I heard it
0: was over a hockey game, but was yeah, is that, that inaccurate? Pond, pond hockey, or or what level?
1: <laughs> did, what level did you play? Hey, you guys at? are just taking me back to my childhood when I played pond hockey. I mean, that just shows you how we played pond hockey we've heard this story a hundred yeah, times so we played, we played on. hockey on the rink you know we played uh we played uh floor hockey that was quite good you know
0: what i think right here the, the jumbo shrimp and baked <laughs> shrimp and shrimp casserole that's what i'm mm. all right stay tuned howard becks coming up next 97.5 and 1280 the zone
2: this, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you
1: want. I've put a lot into this season for the University of Utah because it definitely projected to be something special for the amount of talent that you had and the momentum that you had and some of the wins that you put together. I think it ended up being a letdown. As an observer, somebody that just sat back, watched an eight-game win streak that included a really nice win against Washington on the road, a nice win against an Arizona State team that could have given you fits, complete dominance where you had shutouts. You gave Calaguse. You had two games almost back-to-back where you only allowed three points. Like, it was complete dominance. But in the end, it's going to be remembered for end-of-season failure in a championship game and in a bowl game.
2: Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.